Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hey everybody, welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. Jordan and Lexi here. How's your week been? I feel like we haven't talked that much this week. Pretty good, yeah. yeah. Pretty good, just getting back in the the swing of school. I'm really enjoying the structure that it provides, Me which too. I'm sure you are the same. It's so great. I love it. <laughs> we talk about really? this all the time, but I, <laughs> I, um, I frequently am talking to friends, especially right now, um, about homeschooling because so many people are considering it. And we had our first homeschool co-op meeting this this past I week, saw that. It was so fun. It was so fun. Yeah. But I'm frequently encouraging moms about homeschooling. Like it's so much different than what you expect it to be because you expect yeah. it to like suck your freedom away and that you're going to have so much to do and it's going to be so stressful. And it's literally the opposite. Like, yeah, I was telling a friend that it actually provides more freedom in my day than when we don't. Oh, do yeah. School, just oh, yeah. because we have the structure and timeline of everything. And it's just Anyway, yeah, that's a t- side tangent. It's yeah, like I, that, uh, I think it's a G.K. Chesterton quote that he says, like, rules are so that good things can run wild. Oh, man. Structures yeah, for so good, good things run wild. Same thing. Yeah, totally. So true. Um, but yeah, we had a crazy week this week. We um, finished the boys' bedroom downstairs. So we moved, oh, yeah. we moved them down, which has been great. But like, I had one day where I did the bulk of it um, instead of kind of spreading it out. I had my mother-in-law here that day. So we just kind of busted out the majority of moving the stuff down. So I legitimately think I took like 20 to 30 (laughs) trips up and down the stairs. So yeah, it's just when you're pregnant, that makes a difference. When you're not pregnant, it's like Mm -hmm. I can run up and down the stairs all day long and it not bother me. But when you have a big baby belly, it's like, why does everything hurt now? (laughs) Why am I exhausted for three days after that? (laughs) I couldn't use the stairs when I was, um, I wasn't supposed to use them very much when I was on bed rest with Cyril. And it was like, oh, like such a whale. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. And I remember this with Valor too. At the end, you're like, Man, walking upstairs is a big deal. <laughs> like, so, why does is- your mother-in-law? She doesn't live in the same city as you guys, right? No, no she so lives. Will she come and stay with you guys occasionally? Yes, yeah, she does. That's fun. That's really yeah. nice. Oh man, it's a blessing. I talked to Paige about this um, a while back, and just about how much of a blessing that she is to our family. And she was saying that she had re- read um, Silver Linings, and she was like, "Tell me all the amazing things that your mother-in-law does, so that I can keep track of it for yes, when I'm a, a grandma in a month." Yeah. yeah, she said she has a list, mm-hmm. which I love that. I'm like, that is a great idea. Just um, having a list or mentally preparing to be a good mm-hmm. mother-in-law or grandmother one day. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, I have lots of good tips that I could just give examples of how my mother-in-law does it well. It's true. We showed up, our AC broke on, well, no, it didn't break. The power went out like one of the hottest days of the summer this week and power was out in our city and one of the other cities. Mm, And it was like right in the middle of the day. We had been in the garden all morning. Mm. We thought we were coming into the AC. Yeah. And Brian was just, he was getting anxious. He was pacing. He was like, it's getting hot. We've got to leave. So we went to his parents' house. She told, she had dinner already planned and stuff. And I felt, I always feel bad when we go over there with hungry children, but (laughs) she was like, no, we have enough food. Don't even worry Mm -hmm. about it. So she's like, always a bunch of people and they're all hungry. Yep. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I love it. That's awesome. Those little things I want to stock away in my memory bank. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. 
if my son or if I have a daughter one day and their families come over, cheerfully feed them. Yes. Don't ever act like it's a big deal or that it puts me out. <laughs> um, but yeah, mm-hmm. my mother-in-law, she, but we kicked butt that day. We got most of the stuff That's moved awesome. downstairs and we got their little room set up and it looks really cute and they've been doing good. Oh. And Valor's been sleeping in there on the bottom bunk, which is a big accomplishment. Oh, so yeah. cute. I know. I'm like, oh, you big boy sleeping in a bunk bed. Um, and I forgot to mention, I should have talked about this on our fall episode, but I'm making quilts for their bunk beds. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one of my fall projects. I, I, I had bought all the fabric for it and my quilt batting and stuff, but then I decided that I wanted to make a tent over their bunk beds. Oh yeah. I like, I hung a branch and put fabric, but anyways, I used a bunch of that fabric to put, oh, um, okay. it. but it looks so cute, but I also have to go. Get I that. think I'm going to try and go for the flannel the flannel quilts too this are you gonna do this year Mm -hmm. i bought solid colors um but it would be really cute to do with plaid too just to do like a plaid quilt i'm gonna do a simple one i'm working on all their patch quilts right now but they need something warmer for winter so i'm just gonna do simple ones to actually Mm -hmm. make it doable yeah and with bunk beds they're so terrible to make with even a twin size quilt so i like cut them down so that it just basically covers the top and a little bit extra. So it's really oh. easy for them to make their beds. Yeah. They don't have to like try to cram it down in and tuck it all. And so. That's true. Yeah. Ari gets away with a lot in regards to bed making because he's on the top bunk. Yeah. It's hard. It's really hard. <laughs> I just cleaned out his cardboard box. Oh my gosh. He's had this box up there for, I don't even know, months, months and months and months. And I was like, buddy, this is your job today. We have to go through this box. It was like, I don't even know. He was like, oh, this is my treasure. This is my treasure. <laughs> so I made him get rid of the box and he has one smaller little like canister that he could keep his treasures in, but That's awesome. it was living. It was a big, like two by four size box, just living on the end of his bed. And I was like, this is horrible. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Oh, I love that. That's really sweet. But I love little boys. Yeah. It's fun. So now that they're downstairs, I'm having to like completely reorient my mind around, okay, their stuff is all down there. So I'm like keeping a little mm. basket at the steps so I can bring mm, things yeah, down. Like, okay, I got to like rethink how all of this works now, but it's been good and I'm happy that we got it done. And then we put up corn today. We did our corn. Oh, oh yeah, awesome. That went well. Yeah. Did you grow it? No, I bought it from okay. a farmer in Marion. Okay. Yeah, which is close. That's awesome. But we did like six dozen ears this morning, so it went really good. I'm huh. happy. This is the first time that I've I, – I, I told you this week on Voxer. This is the first time that I've done it myself. I've done it with um, – or I've seen my parents do it before when I was younger, but this is the okay. first time I've actually like been involved in it, been in my kitchen and all that. So that's awesome. <laughs> it went good, and I'm happy to have it in the freezer. Yeah, that's fun. Did you freeze yours, really I guess? Yeah, I did freeze mine. Yeah. Yeah. It was so messy, like way messier than I thought it would be. Yeah. So you have that tool and I don't really know how it works. It's, do you just kind of like push it down over the cob and the kernels pop off? Okay. Yeah. Although I wonder, I've seen, um, on three river homestead, she has like a, it almost looks like a razor. Mm -hmm. Oh, that would, I wonder if that would be easier than the way mine is because if, if you don't get the like what part of it, the bottom part off completely level, it's actually really hard because you're pushing the awkward angle. The mm-hmm. laid sideways and so it doesn't mm-hmm. work as well so mm-hmm. I wonder if something where you're just going down one side at a time yeah. would be easier so we just use an electric knife which yeah that, that would work too I think works, that's what I've used in the past which worked really well but it the one that we were using today is really heavy it's old 
So it was really heavy. Like, so my arm got tired and I ended up just like cutting it with a knife because it was yeah. just heavy and my arm got tired after a while. But, um, I'm sure they make light ones. That's, I would tell Jared, I'm like, that's some, a Christmas thing. Like I need a very lightweight electric knife and it mm-hmm. would be good for fish too. Whenever we do fish. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think I heard Is there a person. I think I, I don't know. I heard a vase fall down, but I think it might be a oh, yeah. getting up from a nap, but it's fine. I don't see anyone yet. So. <laughs> don't That's worry about funny. it so um today we're actually going to be talking about um persecution of the church and um it's something that i've been thinking about lately and this all started in my mind because well all the COVID stuff and regulations mm-hmm. that have been happening so it's something that's on the forefront of a lot of people's minds i think and then um a couple weeks ago jared had, I think it was a couple weeks ago, um, Jared had told me about a bombing that happened in China at a church. And um, I don't know. I mean, he tells me random things that are happening. And um, for some reason, that just kind of stuck in my mind. And I was praying uh, for the church in China and just thinking through that. And um, at the time, I was making my bread dough. <laughs> and mm. I And I was thinking about how, like, whenever you need bread and press it down, it doesn't squash it. You would think that it just like squashes it under the pressure, but it actually makes it grow. And it's just really neat how the Bible um, talks about the gospel spreading like leaven. And, and then the thought of like, just the way God made natural things in the world and how it reflects Mm -hmm. supernatural realities of like, even when you squash down bread, it doesn't squish it. Like it doesn't stay flat. It actually grows. And the Mm -hmm. same thing happens with the church. Like we say that we see that in scripture, um, in Acts 1, 8, you know, they're told to go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And the way that they end up getting there is through persecution. Mm. Um, the dispersion happens and the gospel spreads because the disciples spread because they have to flee. And, um, and so anyways, I was just thinking through like, you know, as we are seeing some persecution, some of us minor, some of us not as minor in our cities, mm-hmm. um, to trust that God has good in store and, and yeah. plan through it, that the gospel doesn't get squished. Um, yeah. Christianity doesn't get squished, that it spreads, and especially when it's under pressure. Yeah, that's what I was going to say too. Um, oh, I don't remember the name of the book. I'll think of it. But Christianity is like vibrant over in countries like that where the persecution is the highest. So I just, that's such a beautiful example of the fact that God does truly grow his church through hard times. Yeah. Truly does. Mm -hmm. So uh, Jared showed me a video today of a church in California and it just came out yesterday. You may, you may have seen it. Um, It was called God speak church, I think, Mm -mm. but the pastor put out like an urgent message for his congregants. And basically they're, they've been meeting since May, I think he said May 30th. And um, their judge just put out like an urgent ordinance that they could no longer meet. And they came up and like brought their case against the judge and said that, um, they haven't had a single case of COVID in their congregation this entire time. And they have 1500 people in their congregation. Oh, wow. It's a big church. Then. It's a big church and they haven't had <clears throat> one case so far. And, um, and so anyways, the judge ruled against them that they cannot meet. And not only if they do meet, he will get a citation and the first thousand people. <laughs> so, um, which will be like a misdemeanor against them. So, 
it's just insane the things that are happening in our country. Um, Mm -hmm. And he was saying on that video, he gave a video and it was like, you know, we're releasing criminals back into our communities and willing to put in jail because like if because they're going to continue meeting he said like hey the first thousand of you that come you'll get a door prize and it's a misdemeanor um and basically you know if they continue doing this he's he said on there like that it it will probably mean jail time if they just continue yeah yeah and wow um, and i just i think it's so brave of them to continue on and i'm i'm thankful that they're doing that and we'll be praying for them and rallying. With yeah, them. definitely. And, um, it's just, it's just insane that that's happening, but it is, oh. and it's a reality. And I, th- I think the same thing will happen for MacArthur's church because he's in California yeah. also. Yeah. Um, and for us, Illinois is often right behind what California does. Like we're yeah. a super liberal state. So, um, I think it's a time that we as pastors, wives, like, can we talk about it a lot like continue to stir up bravery within ourselves mm. and our husbands um and actually last week us. on well was it last week or the week before whenever macarthur's church started really getting a lot of news press um everyone was re- retweeting the pictures of the congregation on twitter but i actually retweeted and said i'm thankful for his wife this morning because i know that it's mm. women yeah. like her who are enabling men like him to do to be courageous so true so mm-hmm. um yeah, you're going to have to let me know. What was the name of the church? God Speak. God Speak. Okay, I want to look that up. Yeah. I think it's God hard for us to do, especially today, because we don't necessarily think, I'm not sure how to put this. I think persecution sometimes maybe looked clearer in the past yeah. because it was specifically because of Christianity, people were being put in prison. Mm-hmm. But what's what's happening today is people don't realize that statism is a religion mm-hmm. and so because christians are not willing to bow their knee to the state to the mm-hmm. government they're being persecuted mm-hmm. as a uh, a symptom of that almost instead mm-hmm. of the first original cause if that makes sense mm-hmm. so uh we're reading right now oh what is it called i think it's called in the garden with is with the huguenots um by douglas jones i'm reading it to ira and it's following a french family during before the Reformation, I believe. And so the Catholic Church was still like the government ordained church, essentially. And the Christians were being persecuted by the government. And I think we forget that because we don't have, um, there's not a Pope in clothing. We do have a president. We do have, you know, the Congress wearing, isn't the Congress wears the robes? I don't know. (laughs) Like it's, it's different. We can't, we can't visibly see that it's, still religion that's persecuting us because they're government employees instead. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we kind of downplay the persecution side of it, but it truly, it is, it's persecution. Yeah. It's and I have heard people say, well, the church isn't Christianity or the church isn't being persecuted because they, because um, the ordinance are also against any large gatherings. So it's not, it's not church persecution, but it, it's becoming more and more clear that it, it is like, yeah. Casinos are allowed to be open. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of things are allowed to be open. Abortion continues. Yeah. Alcohol is still sold. Marijuana is still sold here. I don't know if that is everywhere, but um, all these things are continuing to go on, but yet we can't, some people are not being allowed to gather to worship God. And yeah. one they're thing, certainly not making it a priority. It's not essential to them. 
Right. And that's one thing he said in the video. He's like, this is essential for us. You may not understand it, but Christianity, this, this means the world to us and we will continue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, His name is Rob something. I was going to see that real quick. Um, God speak urgent update, pastor Rob McCoy. Hmm. Oh, that Calvary Chapel. God speak Calvary Chapel. Oh, it's a Calvary Chapel. I guess so. God speak Calvary Chapel is the name of it. Um, but yeah, I thought that it would just be a good time to go over some of the stuff about persecution and just encourage one another, like stand firm, hold the line. Um, don't f- be fearful of man, yep. that God, mm-hmm. God's above every government, every man, every um, established ordinance, God can overturn in the blink of an eye. So yeah. um, continue to pray, continue to move forward and do what God has called you to do. Obey God rather than man and encourage mm-hmm. your husbands to do the same. And um, yeah, yeah, just trust that God will take care of your families. Yeah. And, yeah. Continue on. Yeah. In, in that book I'm reading to Ira, um, I think it was Sunday night because it was, I was thinking, I was just feeling kind of anxious, I guess, about the, um, everything going on with MacArthur's church, because it just means <laughs> all the other states will inevitably follow eventually. Mm-hmm. Even if not now down the road, years from now, they will follow. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but it was so helpful because in that chapter, the father knew that the family was probably going to have to flee. Mm-hmm. So one night he took his two daughters out to the beach, um, in the evening and they were looking at the stars and they were, he was talking about feeling the sand beneath their feet. And he told them, like, I just want you to know that there are some very uncertain times that we're about to go through. But remember that as a child of God, God has promised you that your descendants will be Mm. more than all the stars in the sky and the grains of sand on the seashore. And I had never thought about that applied to me as a promise in time of persecution, but it was so comforting to read that Mm. and just remember, like, I honestly, I don't know, especially as pastors, families, we don't know. Mm-hmm. We have to hold our husbands with an open hand through times of persecution like this. Mm-hmm. I don't know what my immediate family's outcome will be, but God has promised me many spiritual descendants beyond now. Mm-hmm. So it was so comforting for me to just yeah. be able to think about that and have like a new promise and a new application for this time specifically. Yeah. It was cool. That's really, that's really cool. I love that. Even yesterday, Brian was down at the, um, there's one abortion clinic in Utah. So he was wow. down there it's with our that team. There's only one. <laughs> what? It's amazing that there's only one. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was down there and he was telling me about the story that this guy was cussing them out. And he was like, it just gets me so giddy though. When people start swearing at me because they're heaping curses on me, but the Lord, this is like the Lord promising me <laughs> a blessing. <laughs> and he's like, I just always want to tell people like, keep, keep throwing curses at me. It's the Lord telling me you are blessed. Wow. So that's it, awesome. That's a helpful, cheerful application from, yeah, <laughs> he's so cheerful always, but mm-hmm. man, that's yeah. perfect. Cool. Yeah. It was really good. <laughs> it was really good. Um, the most recent thing in our town is the mandatory mask ordinance. Um, mm. that's been happening and so that's been tricky for our church to navigate and figure out and be creative. Oh, with that's and- right. What are you guys doing tomorrow? Are you just meeting? So, uh, it was in, in, um, in effect last week. Also, we are meeting, okay. we are not wearing masks <laughs> and, um, we, it is our conviction that we quarantine the sick and not the well. So mm-hmm. um, people yep. are free to wear masks if they so choose, but, um, our church is not mandating that nor overseeing anyone 
in their mask wearing or not mask wearing. Mm. So if people have convictions to do that, they're more than welcome to. But um, if you have conviction not to, that's okay too. So that's what we are doing at the moment until something else happens. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's interesting because Brian was telling me, you know, a lot of churches are choosing to navigate this by just going to a, like a small group or house church model, I guess. Uh Uh But what's scary about that, which I hadn't thought of, um, is that not all, uh, not all house church leaders are vetted in the same way that a pastor is. And so it it can definitely be scary to just settle for that model, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, because your elders are entrusted with your soul in a unique way that your house church leaders yeah. aren't. And I know there are some churches out there that it is an elder led model. We have been that well. way yeah. at one point, but mm-hmm. we're not that way now. And so for yeah. us long-term, that's just not an option. So I, I would encourage like any listeners out there that, that they just wouldn't settle for that, that they would actually be entrusting themselves to elders, not just mm-hmm. lay I don't know. Deacons, I guess, would be another word for that, but it's just different. Yeah. Well, and in scripture, even during persecution, they were meeting in large and small group gatherings. Yep. Even when they were being told not to. (laughs) So um, I think we see both in scripture, not only one, that one isn't a substitute for the other. So yeah. Tricky times. But anyways, be encouraged. God, Jesus is still on the throne. Like God's still yes. in control. God is sovereign. And he Go has ordained 2020. Read up on post-millennialism. It's a perfect, like yeah. literally such a good time. I just finished Doug Wilson's commentary on Revelation yesterday morning. And I was just, mm. I've been reading that since probably February. Is that when and the man so comes around? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So it's just been such good timing to be going mm. through like an optimistic view of Christian history for the future. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> you know, honestly, like we're, we're even seeing good fruit come from this stuff. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, there's a lot of shaking yeah. out that's happening and a lot more clarity in what the, who the church is. Correct. Absolutely. And, and, um, it's just been good. A lot of good things are coming from it. And, um, I still feel optimistic. <laughs> like, I yeah. You know, I, do, I guess I, this, maybe we could both share some individual examples of fruit, but we have had so many families that because all the churches were shut down, they were finally thinking, man, maybe we should look around. Maybe we should watch some sermons online. Mm-hmm. So while our church was closed for six weeks, we had at least, at least five families come in awesome. fully, like fully dedicated to the model of church that we do on Sunday mornings the holistic view of Christianity throughout the week. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we were through this, we've also been able to roll out membership, which we've never had before. Mm -hmm. So that's totally clarifying. You're getting into the deepest of deeps of people's marriages and families and individual Christian Mm -hmm. lives. Mm -hmm. And we've seen so much fruit from it. Um, We've tried three different times to launch a school and hasn't worked out for a variety of reasons, but as a result of all these new families who are 100% committed to a Christian model of education, they are not willing to send their kids to school. They know they'd have to homeschool next year with a lot of the schools closed around here. They're all saying, absolutely, we're on boards, open a school. So we're seeing so much fruit mm-hmm. coming from God. Um, it's almost like he's sifting yeah, the flock in agreed. a way, you know? Agreed. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's been very, very yeah. encouraging. Brian and Dan have been working on all our other elders too. They've been working so much more than usual mm-hmm. just because it is uh, a different time with yeah. coronavirus for pastors, mm-hmm. but it's been so, so fruitful. Yeah. So fruitful. Praise God. That's cool. Yeah. We've seen a lot of families um, 
rethinking public education, which we're really happy yep. about. Yeah. Um, and uh, pulling their kids out of public education that it was like the final um, big enough push, you know, to- Because your city is not opening next year, right? Your schools. Okay, so as far as I know, they are not. But I did t- talk to a friend whose husband is a teacher and there may be like some option where you can sit in your kid like a small portion of time as of right now, but we ex- but they even expected that the governor would shut that down. So okay. likely, no, that it will not mm-hmm. um, open except for um, at-home learning through, okay. the, through the public school, but at-home learning, off-site, okay. they call it remote. That's what they call it, remote oh, okay. learning or something like that. But I think they like can meet with their teachers individually. Um, I'm not sure all the details of it. Mm. And I don't know okay. if it was like for the year. You asked me the other day and I, f- I forgot to look into it. Um, but that is the town that we live in. And then um, our neighboring town, I have a friend that's a teacher there. And she said that it was very likely that they are going to do the same thing, that they, are, that they likely won't open either. So <sighs> yeah, we, it, it has been, so it's been the final push for a lot of people to, um, pull from public schools, which is just encouraging. Like it's good. Illinois has a lot of wicked (laughs) things that they want to teach children. And Jared and I were just saying, I think it was actually this morning, like the scripture about a millstone being tied or it's better for a millstone to be tied around your neck than to teach these or than to lead the little ones astray. Um, something along those lines. And it's like, Mm -hmm. um, they're teaching LGBTQ history. Um, in the public schools, like even at young grades, it's just a lot of wicked stuff that's happening yeah. in public schools. And, and I will say in Illinois, cause I don't know nationwide what all has, is happening. Um, so anyways, we are like, yay, get out of the public schools. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been awesome. Our co-op has grown. Um, we have seen a lot, a lot, a lot of dads um, and families really step up with responsibilities as far as like knowing what's happening with the government, wanting to be, mm-hmm. wanting to be aware of like, um, individual rights and, um, oh, cool. and, and like taking responsibility for like protecting family and, um, and then just seeing all that through and, and being really educated on that and, and being more involved in the church and, and just like, just men stepping up. And I think that, yes, think that's that awesome. times of uncertainty or like, um, uncertain maybe danger or anything like that is is a in some ways a good thing because it brings men to what god created them to do to protect and provide and to lead absolutely um so we've seen a lot of cool fruit like that from our men that's so Um, cool but yeah it's just it's an exciting time it's an uncertain time and weird time Mm -hmm. but um god is bringing fruit and yep that that's awesome praise god for it Yeah, Brian was going to teach, spend the summer teaching in Sunday school specifically through eschatology. Mm -hmm. But when all this happened, he had so many questions come in. I think that's what he said happened. They had a lot of questions coming in through the app on um, like rights and government. Mm -hmm. And so he decided to scrap the eschatology and teach on God and government through the summer. So it's been so beneficial. The same exact thing. People can just start really applying it immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. just learning and growing and same thing lots of husbands lots of mm-hmm. men just really stepping up and taking the lead cool 
All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, message us and tell us some encouraging things that you're seeing yeah. in your communities, ways that God's working yeah, and that that'd be really cool to uh, hear. God's bringing some beautiful fruit and good things through 2020. So anyways, have a good day. Bye. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.